Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by Sonicwave Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author, Mia Muslims the Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with a terrific gentleman who's a singer songwriter born in Alexandria, Virginia, later moving to Tazewell, and later on to North Carolina, now in Kodak, Tennessee. And where is that? We'll find out in a few minutes. Here he's had four number one songs back in 03 and began writing in 1990. And of course, uh, he also had uh, a tremendous moment in his life where his son passed in 07 and getting his career back on track. And he's had some music like Sad Love Story Songs, uh, the album, also with uh, Best Kept Secret from this day on, Let's Pretend. He's also got the title track to it as well, An Amazing Grace. He's got a new song called Ring from a Quarter Machine. And what's that about? I guess we'll find out. Live, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> of Plus Studios on, in beautiful downtown Kodak, Tennessee, the multi-talented singer-songwriter going from Virginia over North Carolina to Tennessee, the multi-talented Lee Browning. Lee, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Good evening. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Well, it's great to have you on board, Lisa. You're a singer-songwriter born in Alexandria, Virginia, later moving to Tazewell, and now you're in, you went to North Carolina, and now you're in Kodak, Tennessee. You've had four number one songs back in 03, a big year, and you began writing in 1990. You also had an event happening in life where your son passed in 07, and you're getting your career back on track. You've had an album called Sad Love Story Songs, featuring a title track, Amazing Grace, Best Kept Secret from this day on, Let's Pretend. And you've got a brand new release called Ring from a Quarter Machine. And what's that about? We'll find out just one minute. And before getting to all that, Lee, tell us how you first got started. What's that now? Tell us how you first got started. Oh, you know, it just goes, I mean, it's probably the same old thing as most most uh, artists. It goes all the way back to childhood. You know, my dad playing country music and you know, I grew up with nothing but country music. I mean, if I wanted to listen to music, I pretty much had to listen to country music. But <laughs> I really liked it. And I liked the, uh, I tell you, one of my favorite artists that influenced me was Marty Robbins because he just told a big story in his music. You know, a lot of these people that are watching me um, right now live and uh, on my phone, uh, a lot of them don't even know about Marty Robbins, some of them guys back then. But I mean, he was just phenomenal singer so I, I i listen to all his music because he told a great story in a song so you know and i always wanted to do that i used to go out and uh in the backyard in the fall and get up on the stump you know a tree that's been cut down and i'd act like i was on stage singing and <laughs> then i'd jump off into the leaves and run around it make the leaves crackle and sound like there was a big audience out there so you know then it just one thing led to another as i got older and I moved away i started uh you know, write some songs. I wrote some pretty extremely cheesy stuff back in the day. I mean, it just, but you know, I thought it was cool and it was good, but you know, then I, I got a little more serious about it in 1990 and 91. So, um, and that's how we got going. You know, I had a couple of songs that, that some people in Nashville thought were really good. And, you know, then I got out there and started recording and then we started putting them out. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you talked about in 1990, began writing uh, back then. What was that one precise moment that influenced you the rest of your career? And what was that one moment that simply, you know, you know, got you writing in 1990? What was that one precise moment for you? Um, You know, uh, my son used to come over. I, I stayed in this little tiny trailer and uh, I used to run a wood woodworking shop. And so I'm standing here in front of this sander and I'm I'm taking these um these um spindles and stuff put them in the center i mean that's all i had to do just all day long so you know and my son had talked about um you know he wished that 
you know, me and his mom were back together and stuff like that when he would come over, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, I literally wasn't shortly after that, I wrote Let's Pretend right there at that sander in about 10 minutes. Um, wow. I don't, I don't know. It just, it just clicked like turning the light on, you know? And so later on I did a, uh, um, not too long after that, I did a, a recording of that. Um, it's the, the recording that you've probably heard of it or anybody else that's heard it, uh, it isn't the original recording, you know, it just, it got better, you know, as we went on, but the original recording still turned out pretty good, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really that good in there on the microphone. I mean, you know, some, some, some of us have to work for it and some of us are just naturally gifted and go in there and knock a, knock a home run out. I had to work pretty hard to even, you know, get this, get, get a good vocal out of it and, and work on my vocal and sing all the time. And, um, but that was the defining moment for me. It just happened like just, just like that. And so from that point on, I, you know, we started, uh, I started saving money to go to, go to Nashville and record with James Williams, uh, who's one of my promoters as well. Um, and so, but he also d records and, um, his son is the, uh, engineer out there in Nashville. Uh, so, uh, started recording and, um, that was it really in 1990s. That's when that light bulb just went off. Hmm. And, and all because of woodworking. That was interesting. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, well, be, to be honest with you, I loved the woodwork, but it was actually pretty boring standing there doing that all day. I mean, cause this is, it's like being in a factory, you know, just all day long. The only thing that was different about it is I had to change the sandpaper out and stuff like that at times. Um, but, you know, so I wrote, I wrote quite a few songs in that woodworking shop, actually. And, and that was uh, Let's Pretend. And uh, what are some of the other songs that you had in your mind, um, you know, while you're woodworking? What's that? Excuse me? What were some of the other songs that you uh, wrote while you're woodworking? Like, you know, you know, the songs were coming uh, to you while you're woodworking. You know, in, out, in, out, everything like that. Uh, Amazing Grace. There's a couple of them. Um, I Don't Want This Night to End. Um, uh, also, I'm trying to think of it. There's another one that I haven't recorded yet. Um, How It Could Have Been. Um, I haven't even recorded those yet. Um, you know, I mean, I've got, I've got, uh, you know, hundreds, hundreds of, partially written songs or hook lines and then you know songs themselves that i just haven't got it, it takes a lot of money to record as an independent artist um, anybody that hears this or listen knows that that we have to do this our, on our own to send music out there for you know the fans and the public to listen to so it's not that easy you know until you get you know maybe somebody good out there in nashville hears you or wherever that's in a label when you get signed on a label then you then you probably going to go further than you you know generally would but for independent artists it's a little bit more difficult for us to keep on recording because it takes money to record it's just not free for you to go do this mm -hmm. we completely understand and uh because many of us been there done that i talked to people about it it's a rather interesting business challenging at times and um you know besides marty robbins and uh some of the others who are your other favorite singers songwriters and musicians growing up um well back then it would be johnny cash of course i mean i love love johnny cash and even elvis presley i mean i mean who, i don't know anybody that really don't like elvis presley um and johnny cash honestly charlie pride you know, and then you get into the 70s. You got uh, love uh, Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie Millsap, a lot of folks kind of forget Ronnie Millsap had like 41 number one songs. 
You know, I remember, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, he he had some great music, and today to me it's still great. So you know, they're all those guys, and then you get into the eighties. You know, you, obviously you have George Strait and uh, Alan Jackson is probably my favorite new generation artist. Um, if you want to call it new generation, that that probably not the term that I'm looking for, but as far as when I was older and on my own, um, it would be probably Alan Jackson for me. How about today's uh, country artists? Well, I mean, there's, I don't know a lot of them as, as good as I did, uh, you know, George Strait and Alan Jackson, but I mean, uh, or like you know, Chris, Chris um, Stapleton, um, Luke Bryan. And I think there was also, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think a couple others. It's like, those are some of the two. And then, and I think you had, um, let's see, those are some of the other two as well. Yeah, Jason Aldean. Um, That's another one. I, yeah, I like him. I mean, I still am a big fan of Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley. Uh, um, there's just there's a whole bunch of them out there. Morgan Wallen. I mean, I mean, he's just like on the top of everything. Luke Combs. I mean, that guy come out of the gate and you know had like seven straight number one songs. I mean, so I mean, I like to listen to these guys once in a while and and uh, kind of see what's going on and what's happening. Um, and see where the trend is going. <laughs> so, you know, you, so it's a little how, more poppy now than what I'm used how, to. How do you, how do you compare the artists of today to um, the artists on uh, y'all back then? Um, well, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm not taking anything away from any artist today, you know, so I want to say that first, but if you take the technology we have today and you take someone who literally can't sing very well, not saying that none of these guys, I'm, I'm sure they all can sing. They probably sing better than I do. Um, but you put them in a studio and you can do so much in there with, with all this equipment now. Um, you take and you put these people with Marty Robbins, Johnny Cash, George Jones, all those guys when they were recording, Tammy Wynette, Loretta Lynn, uh, they didn't have auto-tune back then. There wasn't mm -hmm. nothing but reverb, um, stuff like that to kind of smooth things out. And then they had to you just literally had to get it right. So uh, I feel, you know, if you want to go, uh, you know, it's kind of like boxing in, or, or a sport, you know, back then might've been a tougher area, you know, or era of sports, then it's kind of got a little different today. I kind of feel that's the same type of situation with music and country and, and literally any genre, but country especially because country was pretty dominant. Um, and it still is probably the number one genre of music. Um, uh, so I, I, I don't know. I have to give it to those guys because they had to be, they had, they had to be on cue, you know, even Alan Jackson and George Strait, and Garth Brooks and all, all these guys, Brooks and Dunn, um, uh, you know, they, they had some stuff to work with a little more than they did, you know, way, way on back when, you know, when I was born in 1967, you know, and fifties and sixties, um, they just had, they had to, you just had to be good back then, or mm -hmm. it just wasn't going to be a good record. Mm -hmm. and, and you also got some uh good music as well, too, like Ring from a Quarter Machine, where I went over um sad love story songs and just about everything. We're with um singer songwriter from uh Virginia, Lee Browning. We'll talk about his latest release in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at the Mike Show.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. 
or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention Mike Widener's show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international war ring author Mia Molson Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia has gotten great reviews. And Eve 11 enjoys by how it celebrates, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manils. So grab your copy today for it goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com or 40 podcast platforms. Heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on Odyssey, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, along with BitChute, Rumble, and um, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and more, and take us with you on any mobile device. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast, T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and some more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. Check it out today. And support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM. PayPal and the MikeWidenerShow.com. We're here, the amazing singer songwriter from um, born in Alexandria, Virginia, moving to North Carolina, now in Kodak, Tennessee. Lee Browning here, on the Mike Widener Show. And before we talk about the latest release, um, "Ring from a Quarter Machine," we'll play at the end of the audio interview. Tell us about your journey going from uh, Alexandria to Tazewell to North Carolina to Kodak, Tennessee. Um, excuse me, I went. No, no, no. You... Tell, tell, tell us about your journey going from Virginia to uh, North Carolina to. Uh, Tennessee. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, as far as being born in Alexandria, you know, that's where I was born. So I, I don't really remember the trip because I was too little to Tazewell. Um, so I wound up in Tazewell um, with my aunt and uncle, actually. So, you know, and that's where I, my, I, I still called them my mom and dad because that's who raised me. And um, so that's where I got the country music um, in my, in my, in my blood. And, you know, when I graduated, got done with that, um, I was ready to, I was ready to, to take off. So, um, I was doing construction, painting, just any, any, anything that I could do, you know, to make money at that time. And, um, that's when I had met my son's mom. And so I just took off with her and her uncle and wound up long story short in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, mm-hmm. where one of my daughters is located right now. Um, well, they all were there, but, uh, One's still there. One's out here, you know, where I live. Um, and I have one daughter in Newburn and one up in Virginia Beach. So I have four girls. And um, so, you know, went to North Carolina. And I, that's where I've been most of, you know, most of my life, actually, is North Carolina. I've been out here in Kodak for about, uh, I don't know, about three years now. So, um but I like it, but I've been in Nashville a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I almost moved to Hendersonville, which is a real nice area outside. I mean, there's a lot of folks that live out there, um, but that l- a little bit too expensive for me to live out there. So I, I come, you know, out here where it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of desolate where we are here, not near as, uh, you know, clogged up as Nashville and um, mm-hmm. some of those areas. So I kind of like it here. Mm-hmm. And getting some work done as well, too, and saving money at the same time, which is really good as well, too. And, of course, um, you also had the four number one songs in 03, and, uh, you know, just uh, gives a recap on as well, too. 
Well, that was, I don't think it was, I'm not sure it was four. I think it was two um, um, that we released that was number one in 03. And that was a Sad Love Story Songs and a, um, um, From This Day On. Um, the, From This Day On is a wedding song that I wound up going to Canada. It's just like, them, you know, the people up in Canada just loved that song. It was number one up in Canada. And I wound up getting a lot of calls to go sing that at, probably 40 50 weddings honestly wow so i was wow. i was just like going back and forth back and forth back and forth to canada and it was just like was crazy good up there um, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of you know it almost kind of made you want to move up there because you know could have probably went on tour um and got stuff going up there a little better than i have here so far but you know and and things were on a roll um and I, I was still into doing all that but that's when you know devastation you know came in and just kind of took over my life for mm -hmm. quite some time right yeah and of course you know before we talk about that what whereabouts in canada did you uh end up going to you talking about by 40 Most of it was in toronto and those areas i mean toronto was the biggest town that you know that i went to um in canada um I'm trying to remember. There was a lot of other little small towns. I don't even remember a lot of them, but uh, Toronto is the, the biggest one. I, I went to most of my events were in, in Toronto, Canada, um, and I enjoyed it. Canada's a, a beautiful country. Yeah, it, it's a, yeah, what little bit of it I got to see was uh, mm. very, very pretty. Mm -hmm. And you also talk about you had a detour in your life as well, too. That happened in 07 as well. Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, to uh, August 16th, uh, um, my son passed away um, unexpectedly. Um, same day as Elvis Presley there, <laughs> you know. Oh, my goodness. What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And um, so, uh, yeah, when he passed away, I mean, you know, I tried. To, I, I did write a few more right after that because I took, you know, the emotions that I had from that tragedy. Uh, I used it to write some, uh, some songs that I've not actually recorded, um, you know, good yet. Um, and one of them is actually kind of especially for my son. And um, so that, that's what I'm looking to do now is kind of regain some steam and and go record that song because this song, that song, not only is it for my son, but it would be for anybody, you know, that that's lost somebody. So it could, it could fit in anybody's um, life that's lost a loved one. And I don't know too many people that haven't lost somebody. Mm -hmm. that they really love son daughter father i mean it just would it or, or even a dog or cat fun. too some go to that point a dog or a cat absolutely i mean i even lost my dog uh roxy i had her for 14 years she was wow. a she was a service dog because i'm you know I've, I've been um uh for a lot of years i was very prone to panic attacks um which is what they actually describe it in medical terms is a panic attack is a, a snowball of a heart attack so it kind of fools you into thinking you're having a heart attack when really it's just it's just an anxiety attack and you got to find a way to to um breathe and relax and uh, it, it it was a a lot of difficult years for me um with the panic attacks and unfortunately for me it still goes on to a certain extent the anxiety uh is it's it's just sometimes it's just, I don't care how good your life is, you don't know where it comes from. You have a, you you can have a panic attack just out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I can be watching football, having the time of my life, and have a panic attack. I generally don't let anybody around me know, you know, because I've learned how to mm. kind of keep it 
cool, but yeah, it's 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 just caused me to suffer a little bit, honestly. Um, but you know, we got to keep on rolling. So, you know, I, I take medicine for it, and it helps me keep it under control pretty good. Makes makes me think of the Tennessee Titans uh, giving a panic attack as well, too. It's like you never know what uh, Ryan Tannehill was going to do or something like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Ryan Tannehill. See, I'm not a, a, a Titans fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. Always have been since I was five years old. When I am a big, huge football fan. Um, but I'm a I'm a Dolphins fan, so we used to have Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so, um, but there's there's a reason we got rid of him. I guess I don't know. I thought he was I thought he did pretty well. I just don't think he had the the cast around him to get where he you know <laughs> so, the Dolphins where they need to go. I mean, I mean, blame him always for those panic attacks. Blame him, and uh, of course, speaking of the Dolphins as well, too. A bit about the subject. Um, what do you think? How you think the Dolphins going to do this year? Um, I, I think uh, I think they did very well last year, and I think that personally, watching them play last year, if Tua, you know, wouldn't have got hurt, if they would have kept him out when they should have, and instead of putting him back in too soon, and he he, he could have been there through the playoffs, um, I think we would have had a good shot to go to the Super Bowl, honestly. So I think that they have an excellent shot to go to the Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, it's been a long time coming, but mm -hmm. they've. Mike McDaniels is a good coach. He's a smart young coach, and he's 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 put a package together. And I think I think we're going to do pretty well this year. I think we will go to the playoffs. I think I you know I'm hoping we can get to the, at least get to the AFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> at least New England won't be in the way. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no they won't. <laughs> Sorry about that, Caden, if you're watching, buddy. But you know he's up there in Boston, so uh, he, you know he he's a New England fan, or mm -hmm. his parents are. Right, and of course, you know, being that division too with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets as well too, that could be oh, another yeah. obstacle as well too. So I guess there's a question: is how's he going to do, or is he going to follow the uh, course of Brett Favre, one season with the Jets and two seasons with uh, whoever, especially Minnesota Vikings? That's kind of my projection. He'll be fine now. All of a sudden, he'll crap out. He'll probably end up going to Minnesota, for all I know. Yeah, who knows what he's going to do? But I, you know, I, you know, it could turn out good for the first season. Um, I think the Jets have a pretty strong team. They're not going to be no pushover. Um, from what I've been looking and reading and watching all the news, I think they got a strong team. Of course, Buffalo, uh, they've kept themselves intact. They're the number ones uh, in uh, the AFC East, which where the Dolphins is. But uh, uh, we'll see. We're, we're starting tomorrow night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Starts tomorrow night, and then Sunday game on for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, you know, you know, speaking of game on and everything, uh, you've also been game on with a brand new song called Ring from a Quarter Machine. We'll talk about it in just one minute with Lee Browning. You listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios, and brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, International Warring author Mia Molson's Day Missing. We'll be back with the multi-talented Lee Browning of Ring from a Quarter Machine after this time. We're back with the multi-talented Lee Browning of uh, Ring from a Quarter Machine here on the Mike Widener Show. And uh, tell us more about that wonderful song and what inspired you to write it. Well, that that song is a true, it's a, it's a true story. If, if, if the listeners that listen to this show will just uh, listen to the words of it, it's, it's an absolutely 100% true story about a friend of mine years ago um, that he come up to me and said, hey, I, I'm really in, uh, I'm really in love with this girl and I'm, I'm, I want to marry her one day. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, he's like, but I just don't have the money to get her a good, a nice diamond ring. And I said, you know what? You know, money's really not what 
what you know what what matters in this situation you know i said go up to uh, i truly think it was roses at the time or kmart they had a, nothing but these ring uh the little quarter machine like i have right here boom <laughs> how do you Come like on. that you still have those things <laughs> yeah oh yeah you know, i got this we got this off of amazon and you know when i go to sign autographs i take that and let people get a ring out of quarter machine and uh <laughs> That's a good uh, idea. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll do uh, that for bubblegum or something. I was kind of looking for one, but anyway, so I told him, I said, if you go up there um, and get one of them rings, let me get one of these out of here real quick. Give it a little second here. Um, but I told him, go up there, get one. I said, you'll be surprised at how real some of those rings look like a diamond. And um, and he did. And I mean, people get one here. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you need a so, quarter? I think I've got one. No, <laughs> if you can send it over here, we can sounds get good. Here computer. we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, it sparkles and shines. I mean, oh my gosh, that looks like that's the a real thing. But then again, they call it was it cubic zirconia or something like that. Yeah, cubic zirconia is what a lot of people went to. He couldn't even afford that, so he went and got one of these, and he took it to his girlfriend at the time. And gave it to her. Uh, apparently, he got down on one knee um, from what he told me and asked her. And, um, you know, but he was embarrassed because he, I mean, this is all he really could take. He didn't have the box. He didn't have no ribbons or bows. All of what I just said is in his own. Everything I said. And so he took it and gave it to her. And as far as I know, and I'm trying to locate him because I kind of got disconnected from him with everything in my life, everything going on in their life. But she accepted the ring and she uh she she just told him that yeah yes of course she would marry him and then um later on a couple of years had passed and me and him were still in touch and he went and got a finally got her a diamond ring got a real ring gold you know and a nice little diamond i don't even know how much it cost but he gave it to her and he he come back to me and he and he actually said lee i gave her a real diamond and and she got me I said, what do you mean she got you? Uh, he said, she said, uh, well, you know what? You, I don't really want this ring because you can't beat this ring from a quarter machine. That was literally her words. So <laughs> Can't beat the ring so from the quarter uh, machine. I like second, that. <laughs> well, at that second when I said, you know what? This is this has got to be a song somewhere, somehow. Um, you know, and, and she because she actually told him, and this is the last part of the song, um, you know, it ain't money, it ain't the cost, it's 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 the thought that matters, you know, and all this is in the song. And if you know if the folks listen to it, they'll get this story right here. Um, and it is a uh, it's a pretty cool little story, and I and uh, that's the reason I was like, you know what, this would be a great song, and uh so I don't think I put that together immediately, but it wasn't long after that. Um, but I wrote it down. You know, you go to Nashville, everywhere in Nashville people have napkins in restaurants. You see people writing something down all the time, mm -hmm. you know, it's because they, it's a hook line. So that ring from corner machine and I just jotted down some of the stuff that he said, and I put it in this little um, case that I had with all my other stuff. So then that's when I went back to it and, you know, a few years back and um, I was like, you know, I'm going to finish this up. And I did. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really proud of this song. I think it turned out really good. The production turned out good, and uh, I feel like I, I turned out a pretty good vocal on it as well. So 
that's where it came from, you know. So hopefully everybody ain't got any money. Go just go get one of these. <laughs> there you go. In the meantime, where can we find a ring from a quarter machine and all your works at, Lee? You can find it anywhere they're streaming. All the places that you were talking about, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music. Um, there's there's Grieve, Griever, I think. Um, uh, Spotify, anywhere that music is streaming, I'm on there. I'm there. And mm -hmm. everywhere, YouTube, you can go watch it at YouTube. Yeah, I have some, I don't have the big, nice videos, but I have picture videos up there right now. So they can go anywhere and find me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you expect a song from a quarter machine, you'd probably be disappointed. You're better off doing it online. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> You certainly got that right as well, too. We're here with the multi-talented singer-songwriter Lee Browning of Ring from a Quarter Machine here on the Mike Wagner Show. Lee, just a couple more things. What else can we expect from 2023 and beyond? Uh, excuse me, what am I expecting? I, I said, what, what else can we expect from you in 2023 and beyond? Well, um, I'm, I'm hoping to get back in the studio because um, I really got some, I think I have a few really um, great songs that I've put together. Um and all these are uh, a true story. Uh, there's one that's a true story out of uh, down in Texas, um, um, Brown, Texas. Uh, I, I don't know if the folks might remember the show Extreme Home Makeover. Remember that show? Yes, um, I remember yeah. that. That was a really good show. Yeah, and that's where that's this one song I have called Only a Breath Away came from. Um, and it's uh, uh, I, I literally got a great feeling about that. And I would love to be able to go and put that together and just like put another whole album together. That's, that's what we're looking to do. Um, I've released another song, best kept secret that's out there right now. Um, because, uh, you know, what's going on in today's country is these, these artists are, are releasing two or three songs at a time. And that's cluttering up the charts for independent artists like myself. So I just figured, you know what, I'm going to put two or three songs out there just so my name starts getting heard by as many people as possible. So, you know, we got that out there and I re-released uh, um, Sad Love Story Songs and um, it's back out there again on radio now. Um, so you probably should have it there. I mean, Caden probably got that to you, but that that's 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 what we're going to That's what I, I'm trying to do is get back in the studio. And that's why I encourage all my friends on TikTok and anybody that listens instead of just streaming it download it you know because that you know it's 99 cent for one song if i had you know you know fifty thousand people download a couple songs i'd be right up there in that recording studio but i'm saving for it and write some new material and certainly more than a quarter per quarter machine i'll tell you that so <laughs> yeah it, it definitely it, i don't think you can fill this thing up enough to record a song so it's uh it's a lot more expensive than people think it's not um this is very expensive, but you know, if you want a good product, you know, as well as I do, you get what you pay for. That's exactly. It. I have to fill my quarter machine with bubble gum next time, but I'll conceal those rings as well, too. That's a really good idea. <laughs> and uh, also, who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Um, biggest influence? Um, yeah, I, I really have to say my dad. Honestly, you know, I mean, he he taught me how to play guitar, and I'm not really good at that either, but I can play it. I can play enough to write my songs, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, because you have musicians and you get and you have singers, and and then you have crazy good people like Keith Urban that can do them both like this, like he in his sleep. Um, but you know, he he's the one that got me started on this path and made me think that I could possibly 
literally my goal was just to be on the radio one day and and i've achieved that so i've kind of achieved the goal i was after but now i've got a new goal to just get a little more well known um so I, my dad would be you know the one i would have to mm -hmm. you know credit all and certainly a big one as well too and what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point what advice to another anybody else out there trying anybody to in it? general well, what my advice would be to anybody in general is I'm sitting here right now and um, I know I was told a lot of times because there's a lot of times I, I, you know, I wasn't singing good and everybody told me, you'll never, ever get a song on the radio. You'll never be on the radio. So you, why, why don't you just, you heard the old saying, go get a real job. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I do have a real job, but I still, um, I'm going to push for that goal. So why my advice would be, you know, don't give up on whatever it is that you want to do. You know, it doesn't matter what it is and who cares if you want to be on a donut shop, that's what you need to try to do, you know, and don't let nobody stop you or get in your way. You can do it. I've been up and down in this life. I mean, really up and down. I've been on the streets. I've been up and I've lived in a nice place two or three times, I've been down again. And, you know, you just, you just can't have no in your heart. You got to have, you know, I'm going to keep going. So mm -hmm. whatever somebody wants, I think they all, they, everybody deserves to have it if they want it, but you mm -hmm. have to be willing to work for it. Right. But, and that's a very nice, right. That's a very good point. Indeed. Something to keep in mind. Once again, with the uh, multi-tenant singer songwriter from uh, now living in Kodak, Tennessee, Lee Browning here on the Mike Widener show. Lee, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live have you back. Once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your music? Uh, yeah, Facebook, um, Lee Browning Music, uh, in Instagram, I'm on there. I don't even know my call. I think it's uh, Lee underscore Browning, um, you know, and, and, and of course, TikTok. I'm on TikTok, and that's Lee1967. Um, people can go on there and see some of my little short videos and stuff like that. Um, so I'm on um, a lot of the social media and stuff like that, so. Okay, we'll certainly check those out. Once again, Lee, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live, have you back. Wish y'all best. And Lee, you definitely have a great future. Have you? Appreciate it.